You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Banter podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation and sponsored by Anchor. My name is Matt Loopy. I'm here with Logan Banker and Sean McMenamin, and we're about one month away from the NFL trade deadline. The Eagles are always looking to improve their team, whether it's you know in the draft, the offseason, or in season. Last year, we saw them bring in Golden Tate in a trade from the Lions. So um, the Eagles are definitely going to be making some calls this year. They have some things to shore up along the offense and the defense so we're going to give you three players that we think the eagles could trade for in the near future or within the next month sean take it away yeah so first off i think it's the obvious one the fans have been wanting him for the longest time now it's cornerback jalen ramsey he's a top tier cornerback a guy that can lock down opposing receivers and who offered to uh, be traded in the earlier part of the season which was shocking to some people but um has given the eagles the opportunity to look at him see if he can make an impact for this team, especially due to the fact that we have lost some key cornerbacks uh, to injuries and other, uh, and just fa- uh, they failed to pretty much live up to the potential um, as they are young and need more room for improvement. But the Eagles did offer a first and second round pick to the Jaguars for Jalen Ramsey, and they did decline this deal. And if the Eagles were to maybe offer a counter deal, I think it would have to be at least two first-round picks, and a second-round pick for maybe next year. Although this would be a ton to give up, I'm not sure if it would be worth it. I think um, first got to look at the defensive line. If they're able to create pressure, then you can have anyone back there who at least have have some level of talent at cornerback or safety. And Jalen Ramsey is a a top-level player. So if the defensive line is able to create pressure, I think he would uh, perform well. But if that's not the case then it could just be a waste of a trade, and you would have to hope for the best. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to jump in real quick before Logan turns this down because I'm going to have probably <laughs> a little bit more positive outlook on it. Um, so Jalen Ramsey obviously is one – I think he's the best cornerback in the league, and um, there's not a lot of opportunity that you have to take a player like this off someone's roster. Obviously, it's going to come for a hefty price, but this is not an opportunity that you don't get every single season. And – uh, for a trade package, I would offer two first-round picks, and I would stop right there because two first-round picks is a lot. Obviously, the Eagles will be picking probably picks 20 and later for the next two years. Um, so they're giving up um, two first-round picks, but it's not like they're giving up premier picks. You know, the the talent really drops off after you know the first 10 or 15 players off the board. Um, but anything more than that is just way too much to give up. And he's going to be wanting a huge deal in the future, so that's something that you got to you know look out for. Are the Eagles even willing to pay him that much in the next couple of years? Um, but one thing I want to point out is the Eagles don't really target cornerbacks early in the drafts. They haven't done in, in years past when it has been a need. Um, they kind of pushed it off into later in the draft, and they really got lucky. They got Rasul Douglas, Avante Maddox, Jalen Mills in the past couple of drafts, and in my opinion, they all lived up or... Um, 
lived up to or you know surpassed their expectations with this team. Jalen Mills, especially as a seventh round pick, you know, don't even think those guys are going to even make the team. But he's been staying on the team. Obviously, he's hurt right now, but he made a lot of great plays with the team so far. So I think if the Eagles are going to stay with a trend of not taking cornerbacks high in you know the first or second rounds, they need to take this opportunity if they can get it for the right price. And like I said, I would stop at two first round picks because anything more would just be way too much. It would set the team back a little bit. Um, with draft picks and financial um, as they, you know, need to pay him big in a contract in the next couple of seasons. Yeah, I, I don't think this uh, Jalen Ramsey situation is as nearly as clear cut as people think it's uh, maybe made out to be. So you, you, have, you have to think about it. So first of all, the Jaguars are two and two. They're tied for first place in the AFC South. Alone there, it doesn't make sense to trade your, for, uh, your best player on the team because they're trying to make the playoffs. Like they have a spark right now with Gardner, Gardner Minshew. Um, whether they decide to go back to Nick Foles is a conversation for an, another conversation for another day, but they're not going to just give away Jalen Ramsey just to do it. And um, not only that, but he's still like reporting to the team. He had a back injury, then his wife gave birth, um, and then he still flew with the team to Denver, even though he wasn't playing. So he's clearly committed to the team, even though he has kind of trashed him, but he's still showing up. So as long as they're winning and as long as he's showing up, they have zero incentive to trade him anyways. And they, first of all, they, they, declined two first round picks for him anyways from a team that's quote-unquote a contender which maybe it was the Eagles maybe it was another team but the Eagles are in a very similar situation so who's to say that the Jaguars will even accept two firsts from the Eagles so it's a very tough situation Jalen Ramsey's obviously a great player but it's not as easy just saying oh trade for Jalen Ramsey because it's far more deep than that yeah for sure and I think it would only make sense if the price was right like Matt said you wouldn't want to give up a ton that would potentially set this team back in the future and uh, fail us in financial stability if we had to give him a big deal, which we most likely would in the next season. So it's just it's a tough situation, but if Howie Roseman is somehow to, uh, able to get it done, then great for him, and hopefully he can make an impact on this team. But for now, we just have to wait and see what happens. And if the Eagles give up a huge um, package for Jalen Ramsey, say it's, you know, something insane like three first-round picks, you know, fans want him so bad right now that they'll be like, I don't care, just do whatever it takes. That's what a lot of people are saying right now. But once we get into the draft a year from now, two years from now, and you're missing out on a first-round pick, a second-round pick because you got Jalen Ramsey, like, yeah, at least you got him on your team and he's contributing. But what if you're looking at a player um, at pick 25 and you're like, wow, the Eagles could have got this guy right now. And I think you know, he could contribute more than Jalen Ramsey or having three guys like that. Um, it's definitely something you got to consider. And Howie Roseman's one of the uh, he's the best GM in the league and he's not going to set the Eagles back. You know, if the deal is there and he wants to give up two first round picks, he's going to take it. But he's not going to offer an absurd amount of picks or even a top player from the Eagles just to, you know, set the Eagles back in the future. He's going to make a smart decision. So um, I agree with Logan. It is a little bit more absurd um than people think and it's going to take a lot um to pry him away from the jaguars but it's definitely a possibility and we just got to monitor how the relationship between jalen ramsey and the jaguars is going forward because you know he definitely wants out but like logan said he's still with the team and he's still you know trying to contribute so um, they might be content with that right now and try to keep him around yeah another thing too is they fully believe that um, they can sign Jalen Ramsey to a long-term deal. I mean, we know that's not going to happen because he, quote-unquote, hates it so bad there. But 
they, in their minds, uh, they have them under contract for another few years. In their minds, they think they can sign to a long-term deal. So if they have that opinion, like two first-rounders for them is not enough for having Jalen Ramsey for close to a decade. So that alone um, is something you really have to consider. And another thing you have to consider is in the years past when the Eagles made a trade, they didn't have to do it. Uh, thinking about how they have a quarterback who just signed a mega contract. They did it with Carson Wentz on his rookie deal. In a few years, Con- Carson Wentz's um, big contract of $30 million plus a year is going to set in, and they're going to be a lot smarter about um, how they use their money and where they decide to allocate it. So they kind of can't afford to pay a cornerback $20 million a year. They can afford to pay a lineman, defensive lineman, a position of really big need that much money, but you can't just be tossing out money everywhere. And on top of that, these picks are very valuable. So you can't just throw them around saying, oh, we need to win now, so we have to trade these picks. The Eagles aren't that desperate of a team. They're still a good team. They're going to get healthy. They have other options. I have one that I'll touch upon in a little bit, but they're not that desperate where they have to go all in on Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, that's a great point. I think, as I've seen reports, and I'm sure you guys have too, the Jaguars aren't going to give him up for something cheap. They really want to keep him for the future as he's a top cornerback who's still very young and uh, gives a lot of uh, confidence to that defense. And like Logan just said, we ha- we'll have a few guys come back, such as Cravon LeBlanc, Jalen Mills, who can certainly step up and um, give this team that edge they need in the secondary and pretty much provide a swagger and confidence that will hopefully translate to the other players as the season goes along in order for them to be able to stop um, some top receivers we have to go up against. Yeah, definitely. Within the next couple of weeks or a few weeks, we're going to see Hopefully, City Jones come back on the field. Avante Maddox, not really sure his timetable yet, but he looks like he's a lot better than we expect. Jalen Mills is eligible after week eight. Um, Cravon, or I mean, after week six. Cravon LeBlanc eligible after week eight. So they're going to get a lot of help back in the uh, secondary, which you know makes me think that it's less possible than initially I did expect when I saw Jalen Ramsey request for a trade because Jim Schwartz is going to have a lot of help coming back to him. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to you know, be so desperate when in two or three weeks you can suffer with Russell Douglas and Orlando Skandrick as your top cornerbacks and then get almost everybody back um, the next couple of weeks. So it's not like they need a lockdown corner right now. Going into the season, we were very content with the six cornerbacks that we had on the roster. Obviously, times have changed, but we're going to get those six guys back soon. Um, so I think we just got to remember how we thought about it going into the season. Everybody was excited about the progress so that we're going to see out of Sidney Jones, Avante Maddox, Cravon LeBlanc. So, you know, keep that in mind and think about what we can see out of them and their development. But if the Eagles did want to make a move for a cornerback, um, it could come from another team. Logan is going to provide a little bit of insight on Chris Harris. Yeah, so Chris Harris Jr. is another guy that could become available. And it's honestly a prime situation both for the trade to happen and it's a kind of prototypical Harry Roseman trade. So the Broncos are 0-4. Um, Bradley Chubb's out for the year with the torn ACL. The Joe Flacco experiment's kind of fallen on its face, so you got to think at some point they're going to consider um, just selling away all their guys for draft picks. And um, Chris Harris is one of those guys. He's um, on an expiring deal. He's being paid $12.5 million um, this season. He'll be a free agent next year. Um, so for the Eagles, that's almost, in my opinion, a perfect situation because you can trade for a guy that'll help you now, and he won't be on the books for next year. They can completely afford Chris Harris. They have $28 million in cap space. So even if they trade for Chris Harris, they would still have $16 million in space to um, get another guy. And for me, the biggest thing, too, is you'll get Chris Harris at a fraction of what you would get Jen Ramsey. I personally think Chris Harris could be had for somewhere around a third, 
fourth round pick, maybe as high as a two, but that's a lot different than two first round picks. And it's not like Chris Harris is a bad cornerback. I mean, he shadowed Devontae Adams in week three and he held him to four catches for 56 yards. And a little more than two quarters against Eagles, Devontae Adams had 10 catches for 180 yards. So Chris Harris is a damn good cornerback and it's at a much better price and it fits the Eagles a lot more. And another thing too, I hear people say, oh, well, Jalen Ramsey brings a swagger and um, is able to talk trash. People forget Chris Harris literally snatched um, Michael Crabtree's uh, chain two years ago. Like (laughs) he's one of those hard-nosed guys too. So yeah, I think Chris Harris honestly might be the perfect fit for the Eagles. Yeah, personally, I would really like that trade if Harry Roseman were able to get it done. He's had a lot of successful seasons in the NFL, proven he's a top cornerback. You can't really take him lightly on the defensive side of the ball. He's able to shut down some top wide receivers, like you just said, Demonte Adams. And although he may not be as good as Jalen Ramsey, the price uh, that we or trades that we the picks that we would have to give up would not be as severe as what we would have to give for Jalen Ramsey. And just like I think Craven LeBlanc and Jalen Mills, Chris Harris really brings that swagger, confidence, like Logan just said, that can translate to the other players. And I think if they're able to get this deal done, it would boost that their morale, the defense as, a, as an overall um, unit. And I think it would just uh, lead to a lot more stops on the defensive side of the ball. And it's not like this trade is coming out of nowhere. Last year when the trade deadline was coming around, um, I believe the Eagles were linked to both Chris Harris and Bradley Roby on the uh, Denver secondary. So they definitely had interest in him in the past. And he's been solid. He's a solid veteran cornerback so that that could provide a lot to this team because the Eagles are filled with a lot of young quarterbacks with injury history so he can come in fill the void and immediately start on this team so I would really like that deal especially if it was for just a fourth round pick it would be an immediate impact and help the Eagles secondary a lot because they definitely need it but don't really need to give up a whole big deal for Jalen Ramsey when you can get you know a similar product for a lot less yeah and the thing with Chris Harris too he he was literally saying, like, get me out of Denver ASAP. Uh, after they lost last game, he said, oh, 13 more weeks for me. Don't ask me about it. So he's pretty much counting his days left in Denver. So if you're the Broncos front office and you're losing games, like, you might as well get something back for Chris Harris instead of just letting him go. So if the Eagles come and say, oh, yeah, we'll give you a third rounder this year for Chris Harris, um, I don't see why they would decline that. And for the Eagles, too, say they let Chris Harris walk after this year, they get um, – eight weeks out of them plus if they go to the playoffs it's kind of similar to golden Tate, where they're gonna get a high compensatory pack pick back anyway so it's not like they're gonna be losing all this stuff for chris harris they could trade a third and get a third back a year later so it's a pretty good situation and it's a really good player so for me i'm all i'm all for that trade i think it would be a great boost and it really makes sense yeah just like you said due to the fact that the broncos are a really bad team it would only make sense for howie roseman to look into this opportunity and pounce on it uh, give up whatever you need to, whether it be a second or third round pick. I'm, I would be uh, down to either deal either of those picks, and uh, get get Chris Harris Jr. on this team uh, in hopes of him making an impact for this defensive and the secondary. Yeah, definitely. And for my trade, I'm going to stay with the defensive side of the ball. I'm I'm really for um, as most of us are here. Um, the defensive line, you know, the pressure on defense starts up front. You got to win that battle before you worry about your cornerbacks, your safeties, because if you're not getting pressure, any single cornerback in the league will look bad. So the Eagles defensive line hasn't been looking as good as expected. Obviously, Fletcher Cox is going to get into full health soon, but 
their defensive end depth isn't as good as uh, some people expected because they did lose Chris Long and um, Michael Bennett going into this season. So really a lot of voids to fill, and they missed out on Jadavion Clowney, um, didn't want to give up as much for him and pay him that big contract. So I'm going to go with Bud Dupree, uh, the Steelers' edge rusher, and um, something I picked out uh, with the Jadavion Clowney trade talk these players are coming from a 3-4 defense. So an edge rusher is, you know, a defensive end, outside linebacker combo, a little bit quicker, a little bit less size, um, you know, the Khalil Mack, that, those types of players in the league. So the Eagles run a 4-3, so it definitely be a little bit more of a transition. But um, somebody with the Steelers said that he's definitely more comfortable with playing with his hands in the dirt now. So he's going to, you know, be more comfortable shifting to that de- traditional defensive end position if need be, if the Eagles want him to, be that true defensive end in a 4-3 defense, he's capable of doing that. He was a former first-round pick, just 26 years old, um, and he hasn't lived up to his full potential. I believe he was the 22nd pick in the uh, draft that he was drafted in, but um, he's still been pretty productive. He has 20 sacks through his first four seasons with the Steelers, and he had two um, this year so far, one coming against the Bengals last year. I mean, last week, sorry. Um this does make sense because the Steelers aren't really expected to compete this year. They're with Mason Rudolph as quarterback, and he's doing pretty well. But um, I think the Ravens and the Browns are probably going to be playing better soon, and they're going to beat out the Steelers for the division title. And the cap hit is pretty hefty, but like Logan said earlier, the Eagles definitely have money to spend. He's going to be at a $9.2 million cap hit, but he's on the last year of his contract. So... Uh, maybe they can let him walk next year and get a compensatory pick out of it or sign him to the long term. And it's definitely something to look into because he can provide a little bit of youth um, with Brandon Graham retiring in the near future. He's just on a three-year deal, I believe. So keep that youth and um, get somebody skilled next to Derek Barnett for the next couple, coming years if they want to re-sign him. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to this trade if the Eagles were to um, go about it because as we've seen, the defensive line – in the earlier parts of the season, definitely have have struggled and been unable to get pressure to the quarterback, which is a key component of winning games in the NFL and giving your offense a chance to get on the field with forced turnovers and good uh, field position. So if we were able to get Bud Dupree, I think it would be a huge addition. He He's a force to be reckoned with, you know, can definitely make an impact for this defensive line, a really young player, and it would give us a chance to re-sign him for the long term. Yeah, I would definitely be in on getting Bud Dupree. I don't think the price to get him would be too hefty. The only thing is, I'm not sure just how soon the Steelers will be willing to trade pieces. You know, we saw them actually trade picks to get Minka Fitzpatrick, so they're not exactly in a position where they're just going to go into um, a fire sale like maybe the Broncos would be. I think they'd be a little more open to dealing a guy like Bud Dupree than the um, Jaguars are with Jalen Ramsey, but that's kind of more of a wait and see because the similar to the um, – Jaguars, the Steelers are only one game out of the division there, so they're not completely out of it. Do I think they're going to win that division? No, but for them, they have to stay optimistic. So I don't think right away they're going to go trading pieces. So you might have to wait just to see how long they're willing to hang on to guys like that. But I think if they came, if Howard Roseman came to the Steelers with um, a reasonable offer saying, yeah, we'll take him, I'm sure the Steelers would at least consider it. So I would be definitely interested in that, but I'm not 100% sure you have the Steelers are completely willing to trade him. Yeah, it's just a possibility of something I was like speculating a little bit just because um, I was looking through the cap hits on players this year and going forward in both 4-3 and 3-4 schemes, um, starting defensive ends in the league because the Eagles definitely need help and they're not going to just trade 
um, for a low-level player for you know a sixth or seventh round pick. They need somebody that can step in because they have Vinny Curry, Josh Sweat, Sharif Miller. They have those lower-level guys that are rotating in. They need somebody that will come in and make an impact. And um, Bud Dupree is, in my mind, like the easy player to target just because um, the Steelers aren't in the best situation right now. Obviously, they might want to hold on to him, but... Um, he doesn't. He won't be expected to come here and start. They got Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham starting, and that's not going to change anything. He's not, you know, one of the better defensive ends in the league that's going to come in and, you know, take their starting job. So he's going to come in and be like Michael Bennett was last year and come in and, you know, play a lot of plays, a lot of downs, but be rotated in, not start, and um, make a big contribution because he's always going to be fresh. He's going to keep other players fresh and keep those um pressures on the quarterback here he's averaging five sacks per year and i think that's the eagle that's what the eagles need out of uh you know de3 right now so um it's definitely a good possibility um if they want to call him i think the price would be probably around a fourth round pick in this year's draft so i i would like him at that price i wouldn't go anything above a third i think a third would might be a little bit too much just because he's going to come off the books this uh coming year and might not sign him long term yeah, for sure. I think if Dupree is willing to be a rotational player, as Matt just said, I think it, it wouldn't make sense for Howie Roseman and this Eagles team to pursue him, uh, hopefully attain him, maybe if not this season, next season, whatever whatever the case may be. But uh, like we've said, I think he's just a great uh, defender, able to bring pressure on the quarterback, sack him for sure, and create a lot of turnovers. That would definitely boost this defense, uh, who has struggled uh, a little bit through the first quarter of the season yeah and something i want to mention too is um the eagles have uh definitely enough picks to at least make one of those uh buy low trades like a bud dupree or chris harris they have a uh, nine total or projected to have nine total picks right now projected to have six in the top uh four rounds um and that's partially thanks to cutting lj Ford. they got to preserve what's expected to be a fourth round compensatory pick so they definitely have the picks so yeah i would definitely be in trading a fourth round for bud dupree um, he's actually when Big Ben went down with the injury, he was actually one of the names I saw floated um, in some of the rumors of if they decide to trade guys. Um, the course has kind of changed a little bit, but I could definitely see him eventually becoming available. Um, I'm not sure what the Steelers' schedule looks like going forward, but if they start losing games, you got to think they want to at least maybe recoup a little bit of what they lost for Minka Fitzpatrick. So it's definitely a good possibility. Yeah, um, and like you mentioned with the compensatory pick with LJ Fort, so. The Eagles are adding a fourth-round pick now, and if they were able to get Bud Dupree or Chris Harris for a fourth-round pick, um, obviously there's a lot of stuff to work through and make sure that that's going to be the right package. But you can almost think of it as trading LJ Fort for Chris Harris and Bud Dupree, and I think we would all agree that they're going to make a bigger impact than LJ Fort did on this team. He's a great special teams piece, but wasn't getting nearly any defensive snaps with Camus Grugier-Hill coming back especially. Um, he's didn't really have a role with the team, so... Um, flipping a guy like LJ Fort, that's just a special teams player for somebody that can immediately contribute on the defense um, and maybe special teams as well. Um, maybe with Chris Harris on, you know, the punt team or whatever, but you don't really need that. Obviously you just want, you know, a true defensive player. So that'd be great. The Eagles made a good move by um, getting LJ Fort out and keeping that pick around. So um, just think of it as you might be able to get a starter from your special teams ace. Yeah, and another thing to look at, too, is who knows, maybe if they decide to trade for Chris Harris, how to get out of the secondary, 
Maybe they cut um, Andrew Sandejo and preserve a fourth or a fifth round comp story pick. I think that's a little more unlikely now with Jonathan Sabrina Gamba. They do have options um, that they could pursue. So, I mean, there's always ways that how you're always been thinking of, oh, what's the uh, way to make the situation as good as possible? So they definitely have the stockpile of picks. They could t- potentially add another pick. And teams with guys on expiring deals, they want to get um, as much as they can before it's too late and before they leave. So for a guy like Chris Harris, who's demanding a trade, or for a guy like Bud Dupree, who's set to free agency and the Steelers aren't really in the situation to pay a guy for years to come, it's a great situation for a team like the Eagles to swoop in for a team that's trying to win to buy low on a guy and potentially keep him for years to come. So it's definitely um, a good position yet, yet again for Harry Roseman to strike. Yeah, obviously, like I mentioned, we're about a month out of the trade deadline right now. So this is all, other than Jalen Ramsey, um, which had a lot of attention so far in the past couple of weeks, this is all preliminary talks and a little bit of speculation on our part, uh, a little bit of reports mingled in there. But Talks are definitely going to heat up in the next couple of weeks, so make sure you watch out for these players. Jalen Ramsey, Chris Harris Jr., and Bud Dupree um, all would have an immediate impact on this Eagles team and really help them out. So if the price is right, Eagles might strike a deal with any of these players and get them on the roster, help contribute, and you know prove that this defense is you know one or two players away from <clears throat> being one of the best in the league. So I would like any of these deals at the right price. So definitely something to look out for and see if Harry Roseman wants to make a deal to better this team. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm right with you there. Uh, if we were able to add one of these guys, I think they'd uh, boost this team uh, based on uh, playing on the field and the team morale in the locker room. I think they're all guys that can give this team an edge against some of the top teams uh, and that we will face this season, especially on the road. So if we're able to notch a deal, if the price is right, like Matt just said, go for it if I'm Howie Roseman. Yeah, and Harry Roseman said himself, if a good player comes available, you know he's going to be calling. So if Chris Harris, if Bud Dupree, or any player that can help the Eagles becomes available, you know the Eagles will be one of the first teams given a call. Yeah, for sure. Make sure you be on the lookout. And we'll definitely keep some updates going, um, have another podcast closer to the trade deadline to give updates on these players or maybe even a couple more that Eagles should consider in uh, before that deadline in November. But for now, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you uh, subscribe so you never miss another Birds banter and make sure you keep up to date on um, our podcast. Make sure you check out what's going on with the Eagles because we got everything here. We got everything you need to know um, going forward for this season and uh, stuff in the future. So uh, thank you for tuning in and for next time. Go Birds. Go Birds.